This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Happy holiday season. We are here for another episode of Sports and Corks. Thank you for listening to our dating episode. If you did, if not, go check it out. Those are always fun. Uh, this week, we're back to our traditional format um, where we talk about mostly sports, I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So uh, just a little housekeeping. We will be taking next week off for the Christmas holiday. Um, so we will not have an episode next week, um, but we will be back after that. So just jumping right into college football, as we do, there are a lot of potentially good looking bold games um coming up so we'll start off with boise state versus washington boise state's ranked 19th at this point in the season you're in a bowl game the rankings don't matter (laughs) nope not even a little bit but that's okay um so that game is on the 21st sunday no saturday Uh, yeah it's on Saturday, and you know how the Pac-12 likes to play itself, and Washington, sorry to the, our Washington listeners, <laughs> um, please continue listening. We do appreciate you, but Boise State's probably going to take that one. Boise State looked so strong, like, all season, except for that BYU game, but BYU, anything is a wash, because no one wants to even think about that. Yeah, uh, Boise State. I want them to win that game, obviously. Yeah. Uh, And I hope they do. It's kind of an interesting uh, storyline just with Chris Peterson formerly coaching at Boise State, then going on to Washington. And in this game, he will not be coaching, is my understanding, um, because he is now kind of in an athletic administrator role within the athletic department there. Uh, He stepped down from his coaching position. So just kind of some interesting storylines there. Yeah, but should be a good game. Like, don't get me wrong. Both teams should be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then on the 27th, um, as Emily had said, we are not going to be recording next week. So we're going to talk about some games that are later in the week next week. And so USC, who's ranked 22nd, and Iowa, who's ranked 16th. Um, again, I think the Pac-12 will play itself and <laughs> Iowa will win. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. That yeah, seems like a pretty. It should be a fun game. It should be fun to watch. Agreed. Yeah, I can talk about Air Force um, versus Washington State. Um, Air Force has been a really good team all season, and Washington State has been fine, but they haven't really been as good. Um, so it should be a, it should be a fun game. It should be a good West Coast football game to watch. And uh, Mike Leach, we love Mike Leach. We do. We're always here for some solid Mike Leach content. And Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, hopefully we will get that out of this game. Oh, yeah. And then Memphis, who is ranked 17th, will be playing Penn State, who is ranked 10th on the 28th. And my Big Ten bias is that Penn State will win. But it would be really fun to see Memphis win because I also want to root for the little guy. Agreed. We are rooting for Memphis here. Both of us. <laughs> still, uh, I still have a hard time rooting for Penn State uh, as a program based on past things yes, in their program's and, history. I know that, yes. you know, that was a while ago. Those people aren't there anymore, but it's just kind of like a a dark mark on their program that still is somewhat lingering, I would say. It is. I've loved Penn State since I was a kid, though. Like, if it wasn't a, a little guy, if Penn State was playing a Pac-12 team, if they were playing a Big 12 team, If they, absolutely, if they were playing a an SEC team, I'd be rooting for Penn State. But, yeah, in this case, got to... Gotta hope for Memphis to do well and win it. All right. So Notre Dame uh, ranked 15th versus Iowa State. Notre Dame was a team at the beginning of the year that I was very excited about. I was like, maybe this is their year. Maybe this is finally the time when the hype is actually real. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> not this season. Uh, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like go cyclones. Oh, go cyclones. Thank you to the Iowa State fans that support us. There are many. (laughs) We will stand Iowa State in the um in the camping camping world bowl? Camping bowl. Oh my. I don't know. My Um, my uncle is an I think it's etymologist, a like a doctor of bugs, basically. And uh, he works he's a professor at Iowa State, so uh you know, a little bit of a tie in there for me, I guess. <laughs> we we love Iowa State around these parts. We do. It's really hard in Longhorn Country, but uh, yeah. we we like Iowa State. Um, speaking of Big Twelve teams, though, shifting to Oklahoma against LSU. Oklahoma's ranked fourth. LSU is ranked number one. This game does matter. Oh, it does. <laughs> like, yeah. Who, Whoever wins this game, and then when we talk about Clemson and Ohio State, whoever wins those two games, that matters a lot. But yeah, right those, now, this is not your uh, bad boy mowers bowl. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure who the sponsors are of the playoff games, but uh, it's not a throwaway game like the others no. we just mentioned, essentially. Yeah. Are. Uh, so. Which okay, which are you more excited for? Oklahoma LSU or Clemson Ohio State? Um, I am more excited to watch the Ohio State because I have more of a stake in that game. That being said, I think that the LSU Oklahoma game will probably be more fun to watch. Mm. Um, because I think Oklahoma is gonna put up a fight and I think LSU God, LSU's so good. And I was talking to one of my friends here who was like, Joe Burrow is not even that good. He shouldn't have gotten the Heisman. But like the rest of the team makes him look so good that like, I don't know, they're gonna have a good game. But Oklahoma will put up a fight, so it'll be worth watching. Which which game are you more excited for? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think Oklahoma LSU will be more interesting. I just don't think – I think Ohio State's just going to blow Clemson out of the water. Really? I don't think that. No? Oh, I no. do. I think that – like, I can understand where you're coming from with that because Clemson hasn't really – like, they've flown under the radar this they, season a little bit. Like, they, quote-unquote, haven't played anyone. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, they haven't, but, like – I think that Clemson, you know, they've won all these games when they wrecked Virginia in the um, playoff or in the championship game. I was like, oh, yeah, Clemson, but they're so ho-hum. Like, they get it done, but, like, they don't do anything exciting. Ohio State, like, crapped the bed in the third quarter in the Big Ten championship game. They also, like in different games have just had quarters where they're like, um, we don't want to play like they show up, but like the other team looks better because Ohio state is just like, we're not ready to play yet or we're done playing for now. So, um, I think that it's going to be a really stressful game for Ohio state fans and Clemson could capitalize on Ohio state's, um, I don't know if it's a lack of discipline, but I think Clemson could take advantage of Ohio State's mistakes. And the more mistakes they make, the more opportunities Clemson has, but also like the more Clemson capitalizes on it, the more Ohio State's going to make mistakes. So um, it could be a blowout, but not from the Ohio State side. All right. Well, we uh, will revisit that next week um, and see who ended up uh, picking the right outcome. (laughs) and then the final bowl game that we'll talk about we'll talk about the other ones for the week of new year's um that week but florida who's ranked number nine and virginia who's ranked number 24 who do you think is gonna win and what are your thoughts about that game florida i think i don't know i this game's kind of a weird one i just feel like I'm not super excited about either of these teams. I keep forgetting that Virginia is actually like decent at football these days um, as of late. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm just kind of ho-hum about this, but I think it has the potential to be a good matchup. What are your thoughts? I agree. And that's why I put it on here. I was like, well, Virginia won't go away. So obviously there's something there. Um, maybe they're going to be both a basketball and a football school in Florida. I don't know. They're kind of a wild card to me, but it, it can be, it will be a fun game. It's less about like the, we care about either team playing and more that it's just a fun game to watch. And one of the last games to watch for a while. It is. Yeah. I hate that I just said tis. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so that kind of wraps up our college football discussion for the week. We'll we'll revisit the, um, the bowl games uh, once we get back from our Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Moving on to college basketball, as we do, um, is Michigan actually good? This is the question of the season right now. What yeah. are your thoughts? Um, well... Let me preface it with it doesn't the rankings don't matter in college basketball and how you play in the season doesn't really matter. <laughs> like you can be terrible all season and then somehow make it in the playoff. Like 
in the tournament. And as long as you win your like conference, right? Like I'm not saying that you like suck all season. You then lose in your conference championship and then make it to the dance. That's not the case. Um, for those of you that are like, oh, I could lose, like my team could lose every game and they could lose in their own conference. Like, no, they, they cannot, that not a thing. But, um, I think that Michigan is running really hot and cold now, but will do well when it matters. Like I could see them. I I think for the big 12 championship, it'll be, or not big 12. So I'm sorry, <laughs> big 10. I'm like, oh, that makes no sense. Um, big 10 will be Michigan and Ohio state. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on Michigan right now? Uh, I think it's kind of early season jitters and kinks to work out. Uh, I really wish I had watched that Oregon Michigan game. I think I was at work. There was some reason I could not watch it. Like I absolutely could not watch it. Uh, it was so close and, and such a good game. Yeah. <sighs> Missed opportunity. Um, so kind of segueing into West Coast basketball. Gonzaga, as of today, is now ranked second in the country. <laughs> um, yes, queen! As a result of the teams ahead of them basically all losing. <laughs> and Gonzaga won over the weekend. Uh, they beat Arizona. That is their, I believe, eighth straight win against a Pac-12 team. So, that sounds right. Uh, there was a time when Gonzaga did not fare extremely well against the Pac-12 more so when I was in college, um, like five years ago. That is not true anymore. They are crushing it, and I love to see it. They uh, they are the only team in the Pac-12 that matters. They're the only one people care about. Um, question about Gonzaga and the Pac-12. Yes. Where do you sit if, like, the Pac-12 is like, oh, my God, because the Pac-12 is not doing great as a conference. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still a Power Five, but of all the power fives, they're in the worst shape financially, viewership, whatever. How would you feel if Gonzaga joined the Pac-12? Do you think that it would elevate the Pac-12 or do you think it would drag the Pac-12 down? I don't see the Pac- Gonzaga <laughs> pulling the Pac-12 down, but like, where, where do you stand yeah. with that? I have lots of thoughts on this subject. Um, and I don't know that Gonzaga fran- fans would necessarily agree with me here, but I feel like this is the classic case of a guy dumps a girl because he's just like kind of, you know, uh, over it, whatever. And then, you know, six months later, he's like, oh, I didn't know what I had. I want you back. And the girl's like, uh, no. I feel like this is Gonzaga with the Pac-12. Gonzaga used to be, you know, wanting to be in a better conference, wanting to be in the Pac-12. And now I feel like it's more so the Pac-12 needs a program like Gonzaga. And I think that for now, the WCC is working for Gonzaga. It would be nice to see them have a tougher schedule, you know, throughout the season. But in the long run, I don't know if it would really do them favors. I mean, the Pac-12 doesn't get a ton of respect nationally anyways. So I'm like, would it really be that much better than the WCC? Because... With the WCC, um, you know, they're getting some serious opponents in non-conference and then, um, you know, a, a few few serious games during conference play. But I think that because of the kinds of teams they're playing, they're really able to, like, 
get into the rhythm and figure things out. And if they're playing in the Pac-12, they might have some challenges against a larger number of teams. I don't know. Um, But throughout the course of the season, they might not be as prepared for the NCAA tournament um, if they're in the Pac-12 as when they're in the WCC. Because um, I think that as of now, in terms of injuries, they're like doing pretty well, but they could get, they could have more players out if they're in the Pac-12 and playing more physical teams, I guess, throughout the whole year. So if that makes sense, that was very long-winded. No, no, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I selfishly want Gonzaga to join the Mountain West. Mm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm like, just skip the Pac-12, skip her, come, come to the Mountain West. Yeah, like I just don't know if the trade-off would be... I don't think it'd be great enough for Gonzaga right now because the Mountain yeah. West is really weak right now. No. I think when New Mexico and San Diego State had been good, the yeah. Mountain West would have been a good fit. But like now it's not. In Nevada. I'm thinking more so like... um, I don't think the trade-off is worth it to be in the Pac-12 at this point based on like how the Pac-12 is. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I don't think they need. Well. I don't think Gonzaga needs the Pac-12 to get to the next step, which is winning a national title. Yeah, no, that's like the the nice thing about college basketball is like it doesn't really matter if a team is a power five or not. Like it can be successful, and obviously Mark Few is doing something right, so he doesn't need to be part of the Pac-12. Yeah. I kind of think it's like right now, I feel like it's kind of a sweet spot where they're at and I'm not, I'm fine with it. Are they winning the national championship this year? No. Oh no. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Um, maybe, you know what? Part of the reason I'm saying that is because I feel like if I say it, it will not come true (laughs) Okay, because, because the two years that I've been really confident that they would win a national title, um, one, they lost UNC in the national championship game. But it was um, close. It was close. The final score didn't super indicate that, really the flow of the game. But, um, and then, uh, last, yeah, it was last year. Um, they, that was probably the team I was most excited about ever, um, since I've been watching Gonzaga and they ended up losing to Texas tech who then went on to lose in the national championship game. So, you know, tough, tough draw sometimes bad matchups, bad matchup, but it could be, it could be like Virginia, a similar story of Gonzaga is a team that always does well, but like, they're just going to get to like the next level. And then all of a sudden they win it all. Yeah. Hopefully that happens, but I'm not going to say that I think it will because then it's bad luck and it won't happen. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> uh, but genuinely, I, do, like, I don't believe that this is the year that they would win a national title. So uh, I hope they have a great season. I would love to see that. But uh, switching gears a little bit to women's basketball, CU is one of only 12 NCAA teams um, that do not have a loss currently. Yeah, Sco Buffs. Yeah, good job there. That's really, it's good to see. Hopefully that team, because I feel like when we worked at CU, um, 
they were like in a place where they were trying to get there and they had the pieces, but they weren't fitting. And then last season, like they looked a little bit better. And now this season, both the men and the women look like really strong teams. Um, and not just, we're not just saying that, or I'm not just saying that because it's like they're in the Pac-12 and they look like the good teams of the Pac-12. Well, one women's basketball in the Pac-12, very good. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see the Buffs doing very well in women's basketball this season and maybe going to the tournament. We hope they do. We wish them well. Oh, yeah, for sure. But... uh in back to men's basketball a little bit, all these top teams keep losing. Yeah. It's really a circus. <laughs> it is really fun, but also every week someone else is like the number one team. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, who's actually good again? Rankings don't matter, but like who are actually good teams this season? Do you think? Uh, Gonzaga, obviously, completely oh, yes. biased. Uh, Kansas, <laughs> Ohio State. Agreed. I don't know about Michigan. I'm so I'm kind of yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning against believing that they're actually a good team. I think those are the three that I'm most confident in in making a deep run into the tournament at this point in the year. Okay. What do you think are kind of the best teams that are actually good? Um. I think Ohio State's going to do well and is good. Um, I think that their loss to Minnesota was just like a bad matchup. Mm-hmm. Bad night. Bad night for the Buckeyes. And um, Oregon. I think Oregon is genuinely good. Virginia. I don't know if I think that Virginia is good or they just play like really good defense. <laughs> um because they're doing that same thing that they did. Like, I mean, they play the same way they did last year, right? Like they're not yeah. letting their opponents score very much. And so that makes it harder to like have a close game, I guess. Um, and then I think from the big 12, Kansas is good, but I think Baylor is, uh, Baylor might beat Kansas this year. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Baylor might be good. I think they're actually <laughs> really, I think, Baylor sports are having their year. A moment. They're having a moment all at once. (laughs) Like their women's basketball team is good. Their men's basketball team is good. Their football team is obviously good. Their soccer program is always like pretty stellar. Um, So I, I can see them doing well. And Kansas, um, just not preparing for it. I don't know. I don't know mm. if that's the right way to say it, but okay. them just like being like, Oh, it's just Baylor. And then that's how like they do well is like all these teams are like, Oh, it's just like Iowa state. I expected Iowa state to be like way better this season. Um, and they're fine, but like, I expect them to be better. Yeah. I mean, it's just wild how many top teams are losing. Uh, Louisville, loses to Texas Tech by 13 points. I think Texas Texas Tech is um a solid program. Yep. Um and then let's see who else lost. Um Ohio State losing to Minnesota. Um as we kind of mentioned, Michigan loses to Illinois. Just really the top 5 kind of crumbled <laughs> this week. <laughs> um Michigan losing to Oregon in overtime. Uh just some 
I don't know. When was the last time there have been that many top five programs that lost in a single week? I, it's got to be a record. That <laughs> it has to be. Like, I've never seen this happen. And so it's just like, wait, but what's happening? Is like, is talent like actually spread uh, equitably across programs or are teams just like this game doesn't matter rankings don't matter I'm still getting paid like we don't have to win this game I had a final tomorrow like I don't know I don't know time will tell (laughs) yeah we shall see also I'm surprised that UNC is no longer ranked that's another bizarre thing to see is that UNC is not ranked I wonder if that's also a record when was the last week that UNC was not ranked in men's basketball. Um, probably the year we were born. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Actually, so, no, definitely not before that. <laughs> that brings me to my game of the week. Uh, Gonzaga and UNC. Um, by the time the podcast is out this week, that game will be over, I believe. Uh, but I'm kind of bummed that... UNC is not going to be ranked for that matchup. Um, and Cole Anthony is not going to be playing. <laughs> no. I was I was hoping for a more, I was hoping for like really a fair, a fair shot at a good UNC team. And, you know, Gonzaga could lose this game, but I just really wanted to either win or lose against a solid UNC program and that is not this year. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> it'll really be hoping. a fun game to watch. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for it. I was just hoping for like a good redemption game that they would hopefully win against a very good UNC team. <laughs> so. I think there will be multiple chances for this. I'm going to assume Gonzaga's gonna be good for the next couple years. Uh until Mark Few dies, because, like, he's not about to leave. Well, and Tommy Lloyd is probably going to take over the program, and he is an amazing recruiter. He's the one that gets all the players from Europe to come play there. Um, and the grad transfers, too. Uh, yeah. He's been very instrumental with that. So I think that even when Mark Few retires, uh, that that program will still have a very similar style to it as you've seen under Mark Few, because Tommy yeah. Lloyd has been coaching with Mark Fee for so long um, and it's like such a big part of that program in terms of recruiting. So uh, hopefully we see that for years to come. What is your game of the week? I'm going to be real basic and say the Boise state Washington game. I'm pretty excited to football. That's just, it is what it is. (laughs) It should be a very good game. Oh yeah. I'm excited for that one. Uh, just kind of touching on the NFL as we like to do occasionally, (laughs) um, at this point in the season, what teams do you believe in and who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Way too early projection. Um, my way too early projection is that the chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, I think that the Ravens are doing well. Well, I know that the Ravens are doing well. The Saints are doing well. The 49ers are doing well. The Seahawks, Patriots, Packers, Vikings, Bills. Um, the the top teams, obviously, they're doing well. But I think that the Chiefs are going to be the team that uh, goes all the way. Who are you? Who do you like for winning the Super Bowl? 
in February? I honestly have, I'm pretty confident in the Seahawks because I feel like, I mean, they had a real off day against the Rams. um, But I feel like in general, they're kind of peaking at the right time. They did this um, when they were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots that season. They, I feel like they had kind of a similar arc. And with Russell Wilson as quarterback, you can never count them out, no matter who else is on the team. Uh, he's just extremely clutch. And uh, I just I do like their chances this year after what I've seen. I think they've been pretty solid throughout the whole season. Um I've kind of worked out some of those kinks and uh, I think that I'm going to go with the Seahawks. All right. I like, I mean, that's a solid choice and not a surprising choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my second pick is going to be the Patriots. If the Seahawks don't win it, I think the Patriots will. I know. If the Patriots are, no, I, my backup to the chiefs is like my, who I want to win the Super Bowl, And that is the Buffalo bills, bills, mafia. Okay. Breaking tables. So if if the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl, are the Bills your realistic? Like you really believe that they have the second best Absolutely shot? Absolutely not, because okay. they are going to lose to the Patriots <laughs> in their division. So, like the Bills, the problem is if the Bills were not in the same division as the Patriots, the Bills could not win the Super Bowl, but they could maybe go. Okay, so who's your backup to the Chiefs, realistically? Um, the Ravens. Ravens, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see that. I could agree with that. I think they're hot right now, and I don't see them, like, losing it. Speaking of hot, uh, what is your hot take this week? Okay, so my hot take involves one of my favorite childhood things, Harry Potter. People say that Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. That's fake news. Um, and apparently I say this to people and it's wrong, but, um, Harry Potter's not a Christmas movie. It takes place at Christmas for part of the movie. Like five minutes of the movie is at Christmas. It is not a Christmas movie. I, it's funny because I find myself rewatching the Harry Potter movies either at Halloween every year or at Christmas every year. Is it I wouldn't it's say cozy to watch. I think so. Yeah. Um, just good kind of cozy holiday messaging Mm -hmm. for Christmas. Um, obviously there's like sadness in the movies, but, um, there's also lots of like really nice kind of feel good stuff in the movies. So I think that's part of maybe why people think of it as holiday content. Um, and then with Halloween, it's like, it's witches and wizards and some scary stuff and parts of the movies take place during Halloween. Um, so I feel like you can make the argument for either. Not that, like, I feel like you could argue that they're Halloween style movies or that they're Christmas style movies, but I don't, I wouldn't agree with either really. You're playing peacemaker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Diplomat. I, I can understand why people like watching them at those times of year, but I would not classify them as Halloween movies or Christmas movies. Yeah, they're just movies, but they are good movies to watch. Like, people who like Lord of the Rings, I'm not one of those people. I think they're super boring, and I don't want to watch the movies, but it's a good story from what I understand. I would say those are good movies to watch during the holidays because, like, you can, like, settle in, 
eat some like hot soup and have a glass of wine and watch Lord of the Rings. It doesn't make it a Christmas movie. It makes it a good holiday time movie to watch. Yeah, which kind of brings me to my hot take of the week. Um, it's kind of twofold. Okay. I'm going to say what I think is the worst Christmas movie. Oh. And I'm going to say what I think is the best Christmas movie. Okay. The worst Christmas movie is probably the real hot take. So I think that is Elf. <laughs> that is a hot take. Elf is perfect. I I just find it super annoying. I'm such a Scrooge, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Like, oh, hugging. What does he say is my favorite? Smiling's my favorite. Smiling's my favorite. Like, it's just so cheesy. I don't know. I'm not a huge. The only thing I really like about Will Ferrell is when he played George Bush on SNL. Um, I just, his humor is not my style of humor, really. And I don't know. I just think that movie is kind of annoying. I'll watch it every few years and enjoy it, but I'm just kind of out on Elf. Um and then my favorite Christmas movie is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I feel like a lot of people have not watched. I have not. Okay. Um, I think it's a really perfect blend of like just showing what a what chaos a big holiday family gathering is like. Everyone can relate to that that has ever taken part in a big family gathering at the holidays. And then there's like some inappropriate humor, but it's also like I don't know. It's fine for, I would say it's like fine for teenagers to watch, probably not little kids, but there's just so many great lines from that movie. Um, I think it's like a work of comedic art. Um, so if you haven't watched that movie, I suggest you give it a try. Maybe I'll watch that next week to get in the spirit for Christmas. I think you would find it funny. I probably would. I like <laughs> there's like a weird uncle um grandparents who can't hear anything um a dad who's just over ambitious about holiday decorations and it, it's great all right I will I'll put it on the list and I'll report back what I think in two weeks please do <laughs> what wine are you drinking this week as you prepare for the holiday um yeah so I'm actually drinking champagne. <laughs> um, you. I know. I, to me, it's not a fancy thing. We've discussed this before. Yeah. Um, but I guess, okay, I'm sorry. It's Prosecco. It's not champagne. Um, well, I'm having, be. yeah, I don't know. It's Italian, right? It's great. Um, everything Italian is amazing. So I've been doing, um, I have a little champagne stopper so that it doesn't lose its fizz. Um you can get them from Amazon for like $10. And uh, I got this, it's like a cranberry sparkling um, cocktail from Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. So it's like cranberry juice, um, a little bit of apple juice, and then there's cranberry puree in it. Um, so I've been mixing that with the Prosecco. It's like kind of a mimosa type thing. And uh, it's like red, which is great for the holidays. Um, I've seen on Pinterest, people throw like cranberries in there just to give it a little bit of something extra. So that could be a little fun Ooh. holiday drink for you. Um, so since I've been working a lot, I'm treating myself to some Prosecco. So that's what I have been having this week. What about you? I have been drinking, um, 
another red blend in the brand label, whatever is menage a trois. And it's the like soft red blend as opposed to the dark red blend. Is it called silk by chance? They have one of those too. There's oh like my a black gosh. one, there's a red one, and then there's the white one. And I like the white one, the red one, and the black one is just okay, but it's really um it's, it's heavy. Yeah, it's a little aggressive for me. It makes me fall asleep and I don't finish drinking the baby glass I pour, so I'm out on it. <laughs> the baby glass. <laughs> like, I didn't realize I wasn't pouring like a full glass of wine when I was pouring glasses. Because I always pour like just a tiny bit. Then I had friends yeah. who drink wine and they're like, no, you pour this much. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to gauge. Depends on the size of a glass. It's very true. Because it's not like you can do like the finger rule that you do when you like put ice in a like glass yeah. and then pour like hard liquor in it. Like wine mm-hmm. doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's like when you go over to a friend's house, it can be kind of risky because you're used to your own glasses and like how much a glass yeah. looks like in those. But then if you go to a friend's house and they have like kind of a weird shaped glass, you could be like, I think this is a glass when really you've just poured two. <laughs> <laughs> or the opposite. You could be like, oh, I look like I've had five drinks because each time I am really only pouring like half a glass and thinking I'm pouring more. So struggles <laughs> very true that's why you just have your friend tell you how much is in the like if it's a if the glass looks bigger than it is or if it looks smaller than it is so they can just help you out yeah trust your friends <laughs> yes especially if they also like wine they would never lead you astray they want to help you out agreed um personal plugs this week do you have any um so crossing the aisle is no more sad face and lots of tears you can't see me right now i am crying um but really i am sad about crossing the aisle ending um on tailgate society but the moons will be contributing in other ways if you are a big fan of politics and what they have to say because they did have a lot of like really cool interesting things um that they talked about on their podcast drunk dialing is still a thing though um so call in talk to them about sports especially as bowl games are happening um that information the tailgate society tweets out and then the stuff and things podcast if you are an iowa sports fan uh hit them and not i don't mean iowa the state of iowa i mean the iowa hawkeyes um something i didn't ever think i'd have to clarify with people when i'm like oh no like I'm talking about the University of Iowa or the University of Can- like I apparently it's a thing. People assume when you say Colorado sports, you're talking about all the teams in Denver, not the University of Colorado. Um, <laughs> so yes, go go check out the pods, go check out the articles coming out on Tailgate Society. Lots of good content. Um, Emily, do you have any good plugs for the week? Um, I really actually don't have anything. Also, though, when you said um, the thing about the moons, it for a second, I didn't make the connection that that's the name of the last name of the couple. And I was thinking you were starting to talk about astrology, like (laughs) the moons will come together in other ways for us. Um, so that really, like, I really went down a path there for a second. I was like, where is she going with this? Um, so yes, I, the moons, 
the couple who did the podcast and contribute to the Tailgate Society, not to be confused with astrology. Um, just want to clarify that for everyone who might not know us as well as we do, um, who hosts each podcast. Um, so no, that I'm just going to interject with that, but I do not have any personal plugs for the week. Thank you for those who have um, rated, reviewed, and subscribed. Um, we've had a couple of new ratings and uh, reviews. So thank you for doing that. Keep doing it. Share this with friends who you think might be interested in this podcast. Yes. You never know who might like it. We've had a lot of parents say that they like it. Um, so, And then a lot of people our age in their mid-20s, yes. guys and girls. Yes. So, it's really for everyone. It is. And for folks, because I talked to someone the other day because they were like, oh, do you do this pod? Like the podcast you're always sharing. Like, is that you? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. And then, you're like, no, I'm not <laughs> a super fan of some random podcast and post it on my story right. every single week. But like, if you are like that for our podcast, that's so cool oh. because when we have merch, we'll send it to you. But yes. um, yeah, so they were like, well, I don't want to listen because you talk about sports. I'm like, but we really don't just talk about sports. Um, we talk about wine. We talk about movie we talk about pop culture yeah um it's not all sports so like when your friends are like no i'm not really into sports podcasts be like no it's like bill simmons they just go off on tangents about astrology Uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) we occasionally talk about conspiracy theories we do not very often but uh yeah so you really you see it all it's a mixed bag a sprinkling of various things very true so tell a friend but thank you for listening and enjoy your holiday we will be back after christmas but before new year's yes and um just a quick bigger than sports this week um i guess this is a plug keep an eye out on social media um on the nuggets and Cronky sports charities pages for tons of cute pictures yes. and videos from the nugget special olympics clinic um basically it's a it's a basketball clinic at the pepsi center where the nuggets play on their actual court for 120 athletes um who are part of special olympics who have developmental disabilities and um it's mostly kids or some young adults um but basically they get a clinic with the entire nuggets team who's helping out with each of these skill stations and um all the kids got to take pictures with a green screen that has the Nuggets logo in the background. They look super official. And then each kid gets to sign a one-day contract with the Nuggets. And um, Tim Connolly, who's the president of basketball operations for the Nuggets, um, as well as Arturis Karnasovas, who is the GM of the Nuggets, um, the two of them signed contracts for each kid and literally handed it to them and took a picture with them. And the kids are holding up a jersey like they just got drafted. Um, so super cute stuff. Um, keep an eye out for that content on social media. That's kind of our bigger than sports um, mini topic for the week. And we'll be sharing this stuff. Um all the things that like Cronky's doing for their community outreach and like um, the nuggets, like that stuff we do share on our Twitter. Um, Like the bigger than sports stuff is we talk about it here, but we also share different initiatives that are happening. And then um, that's a good way to, if you, if you know of anything, DM it to us on Twitter because either we'll talk about it on here or we'll tweet about it. Um, So don't, be shy. We are all about the bigger than sports stuff. We are. And I'm sorry. I'm a shameless self-promoter. Sue me. <laughs> um, 
there is nothing wrong with it. You do you, girl. <laughs> um, hopefully it brings you some joy to people. I think it sh- that's I think the, it does. That's the purpose. That's the purpose of sharing it, is I feel like people will yeah. enjoy it. Everyone wants um, to see a good story. Yeah. So until next week, um, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Stay lit. <laughs> like a menorah. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.